proudly presents Girl these Balls. The following audio may contain language that isn't suitable for a younger audience. The opinions expressed are solely those of the speakers themselves and may contain spoilers for current sporting events. Grown Geeks and Grown Geeks Sports Network makes no claim to ownership of any of the teams, franchises, or various sources discussed. Listener discretion is strong. For today's episode number 51, we have the NBA Finals recap. We have some SEC talk, so you know Tony is hyped over there to talk SEC football, the premier division in all of college football. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's been that way for like the last 20 years. I mean, it's not, it's not We're going to fall off eventually. Don't worry about it. We will fall off eventually. Eventually, but it's going to be a long road for everybody else back. And we have another topic that we are both very eager to discuss. Aaron Rodgers versus. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers' new contract situation and a new concession list that he got expressly from the Green Bay Packers. Be sure to run your phone over any and all of the QR codes and be sure you don't miss all the greatest content that we have available on all of our sites. Without further ado, let's get right on in. We have Tony. With Texas, we'll get four wins in the SEC up top. You got me at the bottom. Got QR codes surrounding everything and our beautiful logo, as always. But before we get going, how we doing this evening, sir? I'm good. I'm yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good day. Um, with everything going on in sports, we decided we just kind of do kind of like a full roundup. We have to cover up the NBA because we missed the recap because we're doing the NBA, not the NBA, the NFL 2001 redraft, which went actually pretty dang well. I have to say, I got a couple picks that you wouldn't think I would pick, so that was Fucker. that was good. But the Bucks win What'd their title in What'd six. Chris Paul was gonna say? lose. You said Paul was gonna and lose. What, how many games did I call? He called six, <laughs> and it went six. <laughs> Ever since Chris Paul tweeted, two more to go. No wins. And, and he just I disappeared. Him, I want to give out to that. What's the Suns fan that, was, that beat up that other dude? Suns and four. That, that hey, was a dude. Hey, but how many games did the Suns lose in a row? Four. <laughs> <laughs> that dude got yeah. some premier treatment, though, from hey, everybody you know after he knocked I mean, out that I mean, dude. I know we're on a tangent, but look, let me explain something to you. It's a rule. If you're going to talk shit, make sure you can fight. Don't be that dude that talk shit and run his mouth and then get put to sleep. Cause some of us out here, we ain't about that. We not about playing games. We about hitting you. And you know what he found out? One, he tried to sneak old boy. You don't do that. That's a bitch move. And then he got caught multiple times. And old boy didn't even look like he was tired. He, he hit him like 15 times. They were like, info bitches. I'm like, yeah, that's my dude. He should he should get just praised from everybody. He did what he had to do. He defended himself, and he defended his team. While we're on this tangent, there was another Suns fan who had another primo appearance on the Jumbotron. Giannis was shooting his free throws, and he was counting $100 bills for every Man, second that Giannis out. was going. Mugged this shit out of him. He'd got mugged. He counted in up game. to $1,300. He'd got mugged in-game. He was courtside. I don't think that was going to be he one would, of the main bro, things happening. That's... That's why you're running up with five or six guys. You're running with five or six of your homeboy. One of y'all getting away. You look like I had a group of four, so I mean. It don't matter, okay. That's all that matter. He'd have been outside that outside that stadium, he better have had an entourage because he'd have been mugged. But back to the topic at hand, Giannis wins 
Finals MVP and his first championship. Your favorite player's name, who you cannot say. I can say Giannis. I just don't want to because it's better to say Giad. Or Ante Tecumbo. Because, okay, yeah. you know, that, that's a lot of consonants there. But with the finals being in our rearview mirror, we have to take a look at how the players' legacies were affected by this NBA Finals. And we'll start with your least favorite player in these NBA playoffs for the finals, CP3. How do you feel? Is he taking a positive or is he taking a negative impact based upon this finals appearance? Actually, I think you can't do anything but give him a positive. Yes, I know he lost. Yes, I know he had problems, but also they were more focused on him than Booker, which I can understand. First NBA Finals ever. A lot of NBA players can't say they've been to the Finals. Now, if we put together a list that says, you know, top 10 NBA players that don't have a title, he's on that list. Like seven or eight. He's up yeah. there, though. He he's he's on that list solidly on that list. I and the reason I did pick against him, I don't think they had the better team. They might have had some better players because Booker dominated. Booker is is a beast, but as a team, the Bucks had the better team, and that's what we talked about. Said not it's never one person on your team that's going to win that title. They had a better bench. Yeah, you need your starting five, and your bench to play their roles. And that's what happened. Middleton turned back into Robin, got his points, which let, helped Giannis score his fifth. Amazing. You couldn't stop it. But again, I'm still going to stick to what I say about Giannis. You need to develop more to your game because what you're doing now is not going to work five years from now. Because his physical prime will fall off, and he can't be you're, doing the same things he's doing now. You're going to be a lot older, and your body's not going to work the same way. Do not turn into Dwight Howard. And just fall off a game. cliff. Because <laughs> people forget Dwight, when he was in the league, and rookie his first four years, oh, he was beasting everybody. Because he carried that Magic Squad to finals, and they had no business making it past the divisional round, let alone And what, what happened when he got older? He took that first injury. Done. Fell off. Now he's a good role so player. So Giannis, <laughs> I need you to develop at least a solid mid-range jump shot. Don't need you popping up threes at all. And mid-range, work on your free throws. You Give me a mid-range, get your free throws down. That right there will keep you top of the league for, for a decade. Because it'll add like 10 points to his game right off the bat. Because yeah. everyone's going to try and still hack him. Now, you're already a star at the superstar level now. So people are going to want to come play with you. Develop your game even more and watch how easy these people want to come there. And he showed loyalty through everything he did and was because he was like, look, I could have won like two or three rings if I left, I but it wouldn't have made as much. And you're just Pee-pee. like, I wonder who you were shooting at there, Kevin Durant. <clears throat> Shit, Ron. What? Hmm. I wasn't even going to mention him because he just didn't deserve the airspace because, you know, got no, knocked no, down no, in look, the first round. <laughs> look, we could look tangent we can say whatever we want to about lebron chasing rings let's not forget a lot of the nba vets do that carl malone did it gary payton did it charles barkley did it. let's not forget they chase rings too so did patrick ewan and he when he left new york 
Mm. He changed the struggle was real for Ewing. So Le- the only difference with them and LeBron, LeBron did it in his prime. He saw he wasn't gonna get what he and wanted. And he did it on Cleveland. national television. Right. He saw he wasn't gonna get what he wanted in Cleveland at that time. So he did what he had to do to get his rings. But his legacy in as strong as it could be. So he's still one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Well, he's in that discussion. While we're here, Uh-oh. we're gonna go on another sidebar. I'm gonna list you we're some. We're already on a tangent. Yep, we're going on another one. <laughs> While we're talking about players at the age of 26, and LeBron's name is mentioned, but of course, I'm gonna list off some stats, and I want you to name one of the three players here. One of them will be Giannis. One will be Jordan. One will be LeBron. Two-time MVP, seven-time All-NBA, seven-time All-Star, two-time All-Star Game MVP, three-time All-Defense, and Rookie of the Year. Name that player. Jordan. That was actually LeBron. Oh, shit. Jordan, one-time MVP, four-time All-NBA, six-time All-Star, one-time All-Star Game MVP, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time All-Defense, and Rookie of the Year. Jordan. I keep forgetting his first three years, he was okay. Yeah, he. it took a while for him to get going once he got going. Oof. But guess who's got better stats at the age of, well, better accolades through the age of 26 than those two players? Giannis. Look. He's got an NBA championship. Mm-mm. He's got a finals MVP. He's a two-time MVP, five-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, Four-time all-defense, which is higher than everybody on that list. And he got a most improved player because he was definitely not coming out of the blocks as a rookie. Not not being that small. But look, I'm not going to take anything away from accolades, but again. It's only through the age of 26. It's not the whole career. It's not even that. You can compare LeBron's era and Giannis's era. You cannot compare them to Jordan's era. It was way more physical. And way more talent. It took Jordan a long time to put on that muscle. <laughs> it was in the 80s and the 90s, the talent level in the NBA was higher than it is now in the 2000s and the 10s. Because every way team high. was three deep. Every team was three deep. Right. Because you have guys and people that were in the Hall of Fame that don't have a lot of all-star appearances because of the people they had to go against. So while I, I'm not taking away from LeBron and Giannis, but I honestly, if they were in the 80s and the 90s, they don't get half of those awards just because who's in there. Giannis would still have been a physical freak and he would have held up to that part of the game, but at the same time, he would have been this an all-star. Giannis's first two years in the league, he might have quit. Maybe. Think Think about the transformation from rookie to now. Major difference. 100% turnaround. Lot bigger, lot stronger. Now, as a rookie, he was a forward. He was a power forward. Am I wrong? He was a power forward with height. Yeah, that's what he was. And now he's a small forward, which is ridiculous. So, with that size and him not being allowed to play into the paint because that's how it was, I don't care about people saying, oh, that's not basketball. Growing up playing street ball is no blood, no foul. If you didn't hear that smack, that's not a foul. And even then, you weren't calling those fouls. So that part of his game would have been taken away. Now, he's an average player. 
LeBron, we already know LeBron ain't taking no punishment. He falling if you sneeze on him too hard. Not saying that he can't, but I don't think he will. And that's why he's played ball for 40 years, because as much as we hate it, he, he went the smart way. I'm going to take it less punishment as I can to play long. Nah. But you can compare LeBron and Giannis, their time frame. All them other people out before that can't do it. Different. It was a different mindset. Then. It's like your boy Dave, Draymond Green talking about he was the best defensive player of all time. Nah. Dude, I can name six people that were better than you. Because Gary Payton played. would have been easily the first one that came to mind. Of course. I mean, of course. Get a nickname like the Glove. Yeah. You played some good Gary defense. Gary Payton, people forget. Now, why a lot of people didn't shut down Jordan? Gary Payton slowed Jordan down. And that's all he, he needed. Jordan always said Gary Payton was the toughest guy I had to go against because of his defense. So it's just different eras. It's just they screwed up the whole finals when they didn't put Payton on Jordan. Every game. Every game. Out of head. Hey, you don't need to score this game. Stop him. Yeah, best defender against their best defender. And that's I'd like it. I'd like Kemp. You got to carry us today. You got to. Hey, you got to carry. Because Gary not getting you no points. He got to put all his energy on Jordan. And that, that's what should have happened. But while we're back on topic, Middleton okay, proved back. he was absolutely clutch. And, like, I don't even think he needs the Robin mantle. I feel like he's evolved into, like, a night wing. Like, he can do his own thing, but he's still ain't no, like no, the main no, guy. No, 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 so I mean, need consistency. You put up 20 games. Like, one more. He, no, no, he still was disappearing. He still had moments where you were like, where is he? Give me consistency over a season, not just a couple games. Couple it's games in the step, playoffs. It's easy to step up if you know, hey, we win these three games, we champions. It's easy to put your best foot forward for three straight games. That's easy. I need you day one to the end of the season. Show me that you can keep that consistency. Don't give me a month. I need months. Then I can then I can get you from sidekick to second option because it is a difference between being the number the second option on the team and being a sidekick yeah because the second option is a decent player sidekick that's a player who could be number one on another squad right because pippen was a sidekick for a while and that then he legitimately became the number two option if jordan was having an off game which was rare pippen took over it's like when pip when jordan left for two years ago play baseball Pippen got him to these conference finals. They couldn't win because they didn't have enough firepower. But Pippen was still had, good enough to carry what he needed to. If they had Jordan, they might have won eight straight. Never know that. No. We'll never know. And then just to wrap up this topic so we can move on to the topic I know you're very eager to discuss. I feel bad for Jay Crowder. The man had to play LeBron in the finals, defend him. Yeah. And then this year, he had to defend Giannis. Like, yeesh. Change Two positions. trips to the finals and not going to do it. Change positions. If you don't want to do it, change positions. No Who mercy from you as always. Team. Nope. Well, changing topics, we're going to come on over to the college football. And the reason why you have your label is Texas will get four wins. The University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas are in preliminary discussions with the no, SEC. They're they they're haven't coming. announced it officially. No, they, they just broke their deal off with the Big 12. It's still it not official in, until I see it, it in writing. In, it's preliminary It is discussions. in 2025, and their boosters are trying to get them out by 2023. 
because they want that money. Because they're coming to the SEC to get all this smoke. But while we're still in the non-official stage, Oklahoma and Texas are talking about going to the SEC. First off, you like the move, you hate the move. How are we feeling? Well, this this is something that I thought has been growing, not just Texas and OU coming here, which I'm not against. But the way the college landscape is, you're going to have four or five conferences left. Period. If Texas and OU come to the SEC, the Big 12 is dead. There's nothing left. You still have some squads in there, but first, you don't have 12 in there to begin with. You lose arguably your best team, which is Oklahoma, and your biggest moneymaker, which is Texas. Because Texas has its own TV deal. Yes, but that's going to be incorporated over time. With the ESPN and the SEC. So, I mean, just, I want you to listen, just listen to the members without Oklahoma and Texas. Baylor? Meh. Iowa State? Mm-mm. Kansas? Yikes. Basketball school? Kansas State? Yeah, haven't relevant in a while. Oklahoma State? Nah, they're nothing without Oklahoma. They, ha- they have a good couple good years. TCU? That's, they're solid. They've been on they the rise for a while. Texas Tech? No. Air Raid School. Not since your boy was there. (laughs) Not since your boy was there. Not my boy. Mahomes is not my boy. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) You can sneak that in. And the furthest school away, West Virginia. No. Mountaineers haven't been relevant since like 2002. So, which one of those teams are now going to be the torchbearer for the bid? It has to be Texas Christian and... They aren't a yes, big enough draw. They're not. Because they're still on the come up because they were in the Mountain West Conference for forever. They came over because they wanted more competition and then they became like a third or fourth team in that conference. Right. So, okay. Big 12 is dead. Now, let's look at now everything we're going to talk about from here on is they get into the SEC. So, now you got OU, Texas, along with the SEC big dogs, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, LSU, Auburn at times. Decent. Those are your big dogs. Those are your big dogs. Then every now and then, you have Texas A&M, which right now they're a solid squad. And, of course, they're against this because they don't want Texas here. No, they moved to get away from Texas. Yes, because they wanted that market to say, hey, we are in the SEC now. That's why we're so good. And they actually got better because they got to the SEC. After that, South Carolina, maybe they get some good years, but they can't recruit against Clemson, so let's not count on them. Tennessee, get the right coach, because ever since Fulmer left, y'all been shit. No argument there. Kentucky, two good years, three bad years. They just alternate. Arkansas, one good year, ten bad years. Just alternate. They and then just, Vanderbilt, just what? In the- Vanderbilt, we don't, we don't talk about. Ole Miss, trash. Mississippi State, okay. Bowl teams. All of those teams, except for Vandy, are bowl teams. And Vandy's just been your cellar dweller for forever. But, but there, it's a law school. What do you expect? It's a law school. You don't expect a, you don't expect a lawyer to get out here and 
fucking block nobody. That's not what they're there for. You just got some athletic people suiting up. So, now if you throw OU and Texas in that mix, out of those two schools, I think Oklahoma can actually nine or ten wins. They could be like your fourth or fifth squad. Texas, four wins. Maybe. They lost to Maryland two years in a row, so. Literally running away from Maryland. Unless they do the thing like Texas A&M did and use, we're in the SEC now, more primetime games. But let's not take away from, I know we talk about how NFL teams which is run bad, Jaguars, Houston, just name. Easily. Let's not, let's not take away the fact of how bad the Big 12 is run. Because their commissioner take, has been garbage for like the last 10 years. They were the preeminent conference for a long time fighting neck and neck and the next thing you know the sec just leapfrogged and never looked back i got i got a question because we know they're what hour behind us or me i think they're hour behind me at least yes so first they didn't want to go have a conference champion hey we're gonna you play everybody whoever wins that's the title that's what that's who gets to check the championship that only worked when you had 10, 9, 7, 6 wins. But when you had two teams with 8 wins. Somebody's feeling a little bit jaded. That's the problem. So then it, the, the NCAA was like, look, get a, get conference title, or you don't get into the bowl games that you want. You don't get a New Year's Eve. You, you need to divide up north, you south, need, figure it out. You need, a, you need a conference. Okay, boom. So we did that. Now they split up. You know the next mistake they did? What was the next mistake? Let me ask you this. When you want to see a conference title game, what's the best time you want to look at? I want to look at like a 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock tip-off. Let's go. You know, 3.30 at the earliest. Yeah. Because that's that's so very early. They would do theirs at noon. Everybody's still at work. Everybody's still waking up. No, 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 no. That's not even a problem. Let's look at the time. Noon for me. It's 11 o'clock for them. It's 9 so a.m. for title, us. <laughs> your, your title game is at 11 o'clock in the morning where the only team in that conference that would watch it at 12 is West Virginia. Everybody else is watching at 11 o'clock. That don't, that don't make sense. That's not where you get a big draw. Your morning games are like your BYU versus, you know, fucking Boise State. Those are your 11 o'clock games. Those are not the games that's going to draw. Then you got your three thirty games that would be okay. It's kind of who, a filler warm up for your. Who's prime my second time. best? Like, like when um, like your Auburn versus Florida kind of games when they're not in the title. And then your midnight, your your seven thirty games, six thirty, seven thirty, eight thirty time slots. ABC prime heavy, time, ESPN. Prime that's time. where your heavy hitters come in. Look at Alabama's. Listen, look at the SEC title game. Them focus play at seven thirty. Every year. every seven thirty at night. You want to know why? Because that covers everybody in America. This is 4.30, my time, all the way to 7.30, your time. All primetime slots for everything going prime on. Primetime. So, of course, the Big 12 playing at 11. I got more things to do on the Saturday than to watch. Two teams that already don't get much exposure at 11 o'clock. You don't see a lot of Big 12 football out there. They have a deal with Fox, but Fox's commentators are garbage. And see, and see that's the product. That's, that's another point. Thank you for that because I was leading into that. Their next problem 
your broadcast. Nobody watches Fox Sports. It's subpar commentating all the way around. Baseball is the only thing they do adequate. ABC, NBC. Absolutely. ESPN's she, even a little ESPN. bit better. Dude, ESPN, you got Texas is a deal with ESPN. Because they got Musburger, they got Corso, they got Herb Street. Those are the guys I want to watch. Those, all three of those are better than that Fox garbage that you're on. Yeah, I would have seven for one of them. I get all three. Yep, that's what I'm watching. So, and that's, and that's what I'm not, I hate because OU for the past six, seven years, I think they had what, 10 straight titles? They had 10 straight yeah. titles and they had like three number one overall picks in the NFL draft. So, like, it's so, not like it was. Why are you playing them at 11 o'clock in the morning? You want to showcase them because the only time they really got showcased is when they came to the bowl games. It was either that or Oklahoma played Texas. Like the Red River rivalry. That was one of the premier rivalries in football for a long time. So you see the problem with how the Big 12 is wrong. You better do everything you can to keep these two, which is not going to happen. They don't have the draw for it. And you know what's going to happen? Now these other conferences are going to come pick and choose. Pac-12, because you know who would be the most attractive team in there? Texas Christian. Kansas. Only for basketball. That'd be it. That's all I need. If I put Kansas in the Pac-12. Have them play UCLA twice a year at least. That'd be interesting. Look at that. Bro, look at that. That alone is worth it. Kansas football at for five wins. That You're not wanting Kansas for their football. You want Kansas because of their blue chip basketball because them and kentucky and north carolina every single year a lot of talent i hate to say it yeah so and then after that it'll probably it'll be tcu for football because they are probably the top football team left in that and then they're going to start picking and choosing because they're not going to want to stay in a dead conference inside of that you go independent and you try and follow notre dame don't get me started about notre dame (laughs) because let me Fuck it. Let me tell you what's, what's going to happen with Notre Dame. We know they joined the SEC, the ACC this past season yep. because the NCAA told them, join a conference or you're not eligible for the playoffs. Right? Yep. So they joined the ACC, which they thought they could run through. Did they yes. forget that Clemson was there? Yes. You beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. And but they still put up like forty five points up. with the backup. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence came back. Wasn't a game, and they, and they beat y'all by fifty. I mean, so what? They're I think they're going to do with Notre Dame is if this does start happening and you start seeing that these conferences shift to sixteen teams, and you have four to five major conferences, twelve team playoff. Notre Dame, you're still independent. Good luck with your your ten win your ten game season. Unless you join a conference, you don't get into the playoffs because they're still picking and choosing their BYUs and their their little uh, Hawaii's and Idaho states. And... But when y'all play the big boys, y'all usually lose. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. They are pretty much over the SEC for like the last. You're going to have to jo- Notre Dame. You're going to have to join a conference in. I'm going to say at least four years, the way this is going. Because I don't like this for college football at all. But I understand exactly what they're going on about. I don't, but I think the way it's evolving, and I can I can side with the other conferences. Because when the Pac-12 was running football, because they did run football for a while with USC, 
in Oregon. And in Oregon, I can see that the SEC does get biased. Is it deserved? For now, hell yeah. I mean, when we have a two-loss LSU team go in and beat the number one squad for the national title, it's kind of deserved. Because, I mean, let's just put it this way. I am more inclined as a casual college football fan to tune in for the middle-of-the-pack SEC game than a top-of-the-pack Pac-12 game. Because SEC has better competition, more blue-chip prospects, more four-stars, more five-stars any other program and what we're talking about folks is recruits yep five star is the best recruit you can get four star is pretty dang good three star yeah you got some talent pretty solid you start for a lot of squads but if you're going to sec you better be four and five and and every I, year. I know i know i'm gonna get some hate from the texas people because their thing is well we beat george in a bowl game a couple years no you beat half a georgia team in a bowl game and you only beat them by five because most let's, of your guys sat out for the draft. No, let's not let's not forget that our top three running backs sat out, our top two wide receivers sat out, and four of our defensive starters, who all got drafted, sat out. And you only beat us by five points. That's half of you played half a SEC team and barely won. If you would have played Georgia at full strength, lost by twenty. It's a three-score game. Now, I, but I'm not going to take away. Y'all won that. That's fine. Congrats. But the problem is, y'all not only had three weeks to prepare, you don't have three weeks in the SEC. Every week, you got to prepare to run a gauntlet. Every, every team, even Alabama, they look at their schedule and they look for their, their teams that they got to look for. Alabama's looking for LSU and Auburn. And if Georgia's on the team, every year, every year, they're like, okay, dude, what we got to do? And they're preparing for them. And then they got to watch the rest of the season to see if the Kentuckys and the Arkansas maybe are going to step up and actually play above their heads. Let's not forget Alabama, Tennessee, that's a that's a long-standing rivalry. Alabama's been winning for a while. Ever since Peyton Manning forget, left, yeah. Let's not forget Tennessee used to put the boot in Alabama every year and then some coach showed up I, I wonder what his name was that kind of changed well, nick, the program. Saban, nick saban showed up and philip former left that's kind of what happened tennessee didn't want to stick with him i understand he was getting longer too i understand that it happens ever since he left though unceremoniously i might add so let's let's go back because you know i love my my football let's let's look at some of the proposals because the one thing the sec is built on is tradition our rivals, Georgia Auburn, Alabama Auburn, Alabama Tennessee. And now you get the Red River rivalry on top of that. But the, the problem is the way it would be set up now, if you split Oklahoma and Texas and put them in East and West, however you want to do it, you're going to lose one of your rivalry games. At the same time, they would still schedule. They have to play each other for the next to like 2026. You have to play everybody in your division. So now you're at seven games. Three more games. You I gotta still randomize. schedule them every year. You got to randomize the three. You can't specifically say, I want to play them every year. 
you have to randomize it. So you're going to lose something. So I look, um, I, I found a little thing about how they can make it work, which I can kind of get behind. Split them into fours. So in, and they call them pods. So in pod A, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Keep your Georgia, Florida route. Clear everybody in your pod. Georgia, Florida right there. You keep that route. Okay? Pod B, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Iron Bowl, Alabama, Tennessee. You keep them. Got it? Mm -hmm. LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas, A&M. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, still keep your route. Why is A&M in that one? Anyway, go ahead. I'm just wondering why they're there. Pod D, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas. Got your Red River robbery. I would have swapped Arkansas with A&M, but that's just me. It went for geographically, would have made sense. You don't want to put Texas and A&M in the same pod. I want to. Just, I want to make it happen. <laughs> shenanigans. So the way it will be set up is you play your entire pod. Three games. Then you play two games against each of the other pods. Keep all your robberies. So you only, you got It makes the conference here. championship a little more difficult. So what do you, you got have, for that? What's your addendum for that? You would have four, your top four. So you have a conference semis, a final, yep. and then you go on a just, championship. Just like you do now. You have your playoff, top four, top four winners. So the SEC's plays. just got its own playoff system now. Why not? Every week is a playoff game. That's how it is now. Every week is a playoff game in the SEC. When you get to six wins, every week is your playoff. If you lose nine times out of ten, you're done. Not right wrong. or wrong. Not you right. can't say that in any other conference. You can't. But if the SEC, it's like when Georgia and Alabama played it. Georgia got their doors blown off. The thing that saved them is Alabama's in the West. But when Georgia lost to Tennessee, even though they were undefeated and they lost to Tennessee, that ended their season. Because unless Tennessee lost again two more times, Georgia was out. And guess what happened? Tennessee didn't lose again. Tennessee played Alabama. Georgia was sitting at home. Take the four, run it. Or if you don't want to take the four, take the two highs. Basically. It's definitely an interesting proposal. I'm not horribly against it. I'm still against Oklahoma and Texas leaving because then you just have a super conference, even though they already it's, are. I'm just saying you've had your time. Just let me let me get some points here. Let me get Texas some stuff and OU come. They can take Vanderbilt and like Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> we can trade them away. How about that? We get into the Big Twelve. That's a horrible concession. I know no commissioner, even the Big Twelve commissioner, would agree to that proposal. They got shit now. They don't have anything now. I'm just absolutely against them stacking up this way. If you're just going to create a super conference, just go ahead and draft geographically who you have within your division. You could literally yeah, just take Clemson. You could take Miami. You could take Florida State. Take two of well, those squads, and then it would just well, make sense. While you bring it up, they have reached out to Florida State yeah, for the future. And they have reached out for Miami as well. And Michigan and Ohio State. Why Michigan? They don't win any big games. They haven't been relevant in years. It's a rivalry. If you get Ohio State, you have to basically take the little brother. You have to take Michigan. It's like, can he come along, Mom? That's Michigan. It's been so, that way for a long time. But yeah, Clemson would be an absolute must. If you can pull them in and you can have Clemson, Georgia, Clemson, Bama every single year, 
I don't think anyone in college football loses. That's just I don't either. you all win with that. It's like I don't care who wins, Vanderbilt. it's just good. We can still kick Vanderbilt though. Yeah, because Vanderbilt just wants to go winless every year. They they don't care. They they have a couple good years. They'll upset Tennessee when they're good for no reason. But after that, they they just want to go to a bowl game. Because I remember when West Virginia was talking about coming to the SEC, and you just kind of looked at him like, "You sure you want that?" And then went to the Big Twelve and did nothing. But I'm absolutely against this. You're for this. I kind of like the proposal, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff to work out. But again, they have till 2025, so there are options available, and they can weed it out. 2023. Mark my words. It'll take till 2025 because the NCAA is slow on the uptake, and they have the worst. Absolutely worst hierarchy wrong. in any sports the last time thing ever. About college football. It's been a minute, but carry on. <laughs> we're going to talk and change gears. We're going to go. Wait, I thought we were going to talk about who wanted, who needed to be in a conference. I did. I mentioned my teams. Okay. I was just Clemson, Miami, Florida State. No, that's who changing conferences. Not yet. Okay, that's who no, I would want. We'll do that later. Yeah. Boise State. They just need to go to the Pac-12. It makes too much sense for them to go over there. They do. They should have gone there the first time, and that's when the Pac-12 commissioner really just started dropping the ball. Like, why would you want Colorado when you could have had Boise State? But anyway, continuing onward, we're going to move ahead to the latest and greatest news in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has gotten certain concessions from the Green Bay Packers to come back for another year. His 2023 year is completely voided, if he so chooses, and they will be re-meeting at the end of this year. And if he does not like where the team's standing, because they'll lose another NFC Championship game, because it's Aaron Rodgers, he can have the full rights to get traded. The team I cannot say him. no to that. I trade him game one. Just to be like, yep, we gave you your concessions, get out. Trade him to Houston. For Deshaun. For Deshaun, straight up. Yeah, just like, here you go. Young quarterback, old quarterback. So that way, if, if Deshaun does go to jail, you still got Jordan Love. He's getting 90% of the snaps anyway with the first team. Yeah, just imagine Jordan Love sitting here. You're taking all the reps as number one. Aaron Rodgers taking all this time off golfing, going on vacation, doing nothing. Comes right back. Ain't no thing. Just said literally anything he wanted to about the franchises. Devontae was literally adamant. His contract negotiations have once again begun with the team, like hours after the Aaron Rodgers news broke. He is linked to him, and it's nice to see like a brother-in-arms through contract negotiation because most teams, most players are like, I want my bag. I ain't loyal to you like that. It'd be like someone would be like, be you upset with your current team? Be like, hey, I'm going to leave if they don't make certain concessions. And I, in my contract year, said the same exact thing. It's like, hey, he goes, I'm out. That simple. So, Devontae with a very classy move. Um, Aaron Rodgers, though. Who's right? Who's wrong? The Packers organization or Aaron Rodgers? Another NFL czar thinking about it and about to weigh on in. I can see both sides of the argument. But again, as we, we've always said, this is a business. Always has been, always will be. Doesn't matter what your name is, you can get traded, you can it, get cut. It does not matter. You see what they did to Favre, you see what they did to, to the start. Same thing. Which I'm still blown away by because I'm going to keep saying it. Aaron, they did the exact same thing to Favre. You were there. You were the replacement. You were, you were Jordan Love. He forgot all about and that. I'm like, how are these? And then I'm like, you a hypocrite. All these people are hypocritical 
if y'all up here talking about we should have drafted a replacement for Matt Ryan this year, but you mad that they got Jordan Love already? That don't make sense. So, while I can see Aaron's, I can see his point. Well, they haven't done enough. They haven't done enough. Dude, how many times do you have to make the playoffs and actually lose before you realize they've done enough? You got us. You've got arguably the best receiver in the league. And then you have a top 10 running back on top of that, a top five offensive line, and your defense is top 15. What's the excuse? What else point? do you need? The Falcons made the Super Bowl, even though they lost it, with like the 19th ranked defense. It showed up in the four, in the second half. And did you see Matt Ryan like co- complaining about anything? No. Our offensive Julio line that year was shit. No. Nope. Our offensive line that year was shit. And you still had a good running one game of that the year. Worst one of the worst offensive lines to ever play the Super Bowl. Did we complain about it? No. Are you complaining about your team? Did you forget that you had one of the strongest starting front fours in the league on defense? Did you forget linebacking core? Probably one of the better corners in football. Clay Matthews, did we forget that you had him for in his prime? Wasted his prime. With him and A.J. Hawk at that time, they had, they didn't, um, what was his name? That big defensive tackle there, B.J. Raji. Raji. The Beluga came later. Yeah. I mean. So, what else do you want, do they want to do to do for you? What else? How many times has he been to the playoffs? Ten? Let me break Ten? it. Let me break it down for you this way. Break it, break it down. <sighs> We're going to take Aaron Rodgers since he reached the top of the mountain. We'll take the Super Bowl of 2010. He finally gets over the hill. He's got good young pieces. They're still coming up. They're still not in contract hell. They have cap space. They have talent. They have good coach. They have a good GM. Everything's going swimmingly. You're about to start off a dynasty in the NFC because no one was relevant at that time. It was the Packers and everybody else. Since your championship in 2010. Which, by the way, they beat my Falcons badly. And we were the number one seed that year. And they beat us like 42 to 18. It was not close. It was not close at all. Since that year in 2010, they lost in the wild card round. They've lost in the divisional round three times. They lost four NFC championship times. And they took third in their own division twice. What happened? Who are you going to blame for that? You had a couple rookie of the years in there back when you had, you know, the running back Eddie Lacy who gained too much weight. You had a comeback player of the year in Jordy Nelson. You still had Devontae as his Robin at that time because Devontae hadn't developed like that yet. Your still offensive line was great. Your linebackers were good. Your D-line was solid. You still had Aaron Rodgers in his physical prime. What's the excuse? There is none. Since that year... Aaron Rodgers is 7-8 and eight in the playoffs. It's a losing record. That's inexcusable to be the face of the league. Three-time MVP, I don't care. You're basically the football equivalent of the Los Angeles Dodgers for Clayton Kershaw. Your team is stacked every single year. You make the playoffs every single that year as the best. That is a great comparison. <laughs> wow. It's like you're the best team every single year. Your roster's loaded, but you get to the playoffs, and who cares? We know you're going to choke. It's just a matter of when. Relax. And you know what they had to do to get to get those Dodgers over the hill? They had to bring in a Mookie Betts. They had to bring in that next star. You already have that star. It's Devontae. He would, any quarterback in the league, you ask him if he would want Devontae, if anyone says no, you slap that man in the face. 
He is I mean, Devontae, easily top three receiver at minimum. He's, he's in the my highest mind, he's rated receiver. He's the highest rated receiver on Madden right now. 99 with Tyreek at 98. So, I mean, what more do you want? Aaron Rodgers is the Clayton Kershaw, but the difference is Kershaw never complained. He's like, this is my team. I love the city. We're going to stick through it. We're going to build together. Guess what the Dodgers just did, like, last year? They won a championship. What a weird coincidence. Impressively. They dominated. And Aaron Rodgers is still getting comparisons to my favorite player in football, Tom Brady. Oh, okay. And the funny thing about that is, during that span where Aaron Rodgers went 7-8, and guess who went 20-6 and and won four of those? I don't want to talk about that. Oh, his name was Tom Brady. Weird. Greatest of all time, Aaron Rodgers? Nah, y'all can kiss it. This, you need to deliver in clutch time. There's a reason people earn nicknames and they earn certain mockers. Did Matty Ice get his nickname because he wasn't clutch? You know who has, since we brought up my favorite quarterback, you know who has one of the highest fourth quarter percentage ratings in the NFL? Matty Ryan. Because he's Matty Ice. It's number three and number four. People always say, oh, what about the blown leagues? Matt Ryan don't play defense. Ever. Your secondary's been garbage for 10 years. Stay so, for No matter what you do, bad secondary. Yeah, and, and again, all these people want to be like, well, what about this quarterback? I, oh, they lost the game because this quarterback did it. But y'all never blame Aaron Rodgers for losing. Four straight NFC Championship games. Guess how many wins? Pickles zero. Pathetic. You want to be the clutch guy? You ain't it, bro. You ain't that dude. One, just so you know, one of them losses was to the Falcons for the goal point. It was pretty bad, too. <laughs> we shut Aaron Rodgers down. Played him twice that year, beat him twice that year. Ah, don't come for me. But he's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers won MVP three times. You can be the single greatest player in the regular season, but you'll still just be Peyton Manning. Like, when you compare Peyton and Brady, we all know Brady's better because Brady won championships. Manning was winning MVPs. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the hardware, or you're just like, I'm the best? I'd rather have the hardware. Why you had to say it like that? Make it pain, Peyton say all right. He's still a great SEC alum. Show that man respect. No, I respect the hell out of Peyton Manning. He's still top five quarterback all time, but because of the time that he played, Brady was his natural rivalry. And you know when it was Colts, Patriots, you're not missing oh, the game. Was... You're watching. And what time did that come on? 8.30 at night. <laughs> Big NBC 12? prime time every single time. <laughs> Big 12? Time. <laughs> Pay attention. They brought the best broadcasters. They brought the best stuff. But Aaron Rodgers is nowhere near the top to be demanding this kind of diva-ish attention. And Devontae, while I respect your loyalty to your teammate, move on, bro. You can get better. You'll be You're, fine. You got, you got more years left than he does. It's like, get your money. Rodgers only cares about himself. I mean, he had a falling out with his own damn family. Like, he won't talk to them. Like, loyalty ain't, his, ain't in his blood. It just is what it is. Aaron Rodgers, overhyped. I don't want to keep talking about it. Let's let you talk about Aaron Rodgers. What do you have I- to say? <laughs> I, I think the the thing that irks me the most about Aaron Rodgers is his attitude while he's winning. He he kind of reminds me of Cam Newton. It's not like Peyton, Brady, Ryan. When win or lose, they usually keep the same demeanor. Demeanor. 
Same interview, now, same style. Same I'm not saying together. I'm not saying they don't have times where they don't blow up because I've seen Brady blow up on his offensive line a couple games. Brady blows up like but nobody it's, else. It's it's rare that he does that because he's more. We're gonna do this behind the scenes. Rodgers, on the other hand, he go out and score a touchdown. Just count double check. All the time. Cam Newton pops over Superman. But when you start winning, they whole demeanor change. Perfect example. The, the game that I mentioned where the, we took us to the Super Bowl where we just destroyed Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers was coming down to score. It, we was already up by like 30. It was third, third or fourth quarter, I think. R- Ricardo Allen, our safety, was coming up to make a tackle. Rodgers grabbed his face mask ripped off his helmet and threw it away. Got a 15-yard penalty. Now, Rico came back because he's a dumbass and gave 15 yards back with the first down the very next play. But that's the shit that the the more level-headed quarterbacks. The more defined level-headed quarterbacks just don't do. Montana didn't do it. Marino didn't do it. Brady didn't do it. You do, I don't think I've ever seen Brady get a personal unsportsmanlike conduct foul. No, he blows up on the sidelines where he's not the center of attention. I don't see, think I've see, seen Peyton. Seen him, Peyton's never lost his cool. I've never seen him mad. Now, Matt Ryan is famous for screaming out, get fucking set to Julio, because for some reason Julio had lost his mind, and you heard on the mic, get fucking set! Which was <laughs> hilarious, because you look at Matt Ryan, you're just like, whoa, hey, I didn't know you could do we that. We was like, where did that come from? Was that Ryan and Julio? Oh, shit. So it's that's just for me. If you're going to get out there and you want to – you want to demand shit from a franchise, you need to produce for that franchise. Not regular season. Playoff wins, Super Bowl trophies. That's why Brady, when he was in uh, New England, could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Because he was winning 45 fucking titles. Fucker. That's what he does. And you see him crying about his contract? Every single year his contract was supposed to be breaking news. This is the year he departs from and you Belichick. Never he never got on the news talking about, yeah, I'm not playing until I get a contract. Never happened. He just showed up at training camp. He's like, the deal will work itself out. And he usually That's, did, except for the final year where he was like, you know what, you I know, think I'm going to move on. He's like, I think my time's come. The franchise isn't valuing me the way they should have. And I'm happy he left. The, he wouldn't and have then, won with the Patriots last year. It wouldn't have happened. And, and what was Belichick's? Well, we'll just have to figure that out. That's just how you run it. It's a business. So. I'm sorry that you're going through it. Are you a great quarterback? Yes. Are you an elite quarterback? Yes. Do you deserve to do this to the franchise? No. Not really. They they gave you your shot. They're giving you things. You're you're you have a history of winning until the playoffs. Yes, I, I honestly I think that he got his Super Bowl too early in his career. I think that made him elevate himself higher than what he should. Not saying he's not there now. I just think he put himself here at the beginning, and he was actually here. Now he's here because that's the work he put in. And now it's coming home. Now you're long in the two. It happens to every quarterback. Teams are like, we have your replacement. You can either mentor him or you can leave. Happens to all quarterbacks. Some stay on and mentor. Montana, y'all. And then they eventually leave. Far Rogers. That was another Favre, one. Bledsoe Brady. Now. Nobody's gonna tell me that 
Blesso didn't see the writing on the wall where he got hurt and Brady came in and ran that team. You can he see the writing, writing on his face. Wall. You can see his whole demeanor change. But you know, you know what Blesso did? I'm gonna train him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help that guy. And he did the same thing when he went to Dallas. You know, as much as I hate the Cowboys, he did the same mentoring for Romo when he got hurt, and then Romo took and Romo, Romo is one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. Regular season. He just sucks had a very soft body. He sucks in the playoff. A lot of injuries, but you cannot discount what he did for the Cowboys. Kept them on the map at a time that maybe talent-wise they shouldn't have been on the map. Now nah, he's a better. You know, commentator because oh, his he's probably hilarious. one of the best. <laughs> he's, he's, he's calling hilarious. out plays before they happen, folks. You know how much tape you have to watch to be able to do that live on national television and still have an accurate record of doing that. It's like I'm not even sure we could do that with enough prep time. That is I, next level I, stuff. Well, well, I mean, I I've tried it and I think I get. I think I got like 45 percent of my calls right. I'm happy if I'm shooting 20 percent. One in five is still like, good. I usually call offensive plays to see because I know one our offensive play calls are shit. So they, I know you don't try and run the ball too much when you're all I sit here and, and my kid will be sitting right so I say, watch, it's gonna be a run, probably a sweep to the left. And then they're gonna do a dink pass over the middle. Then they're gonna try to run up the middle. First three plays, sweep, dink, run, punt. And she was like, What? I said, That's just what we do. It's just it's it's but now you're changing we'll gears, you got happen. a new offensive minded coach. Things can I don't change. Know. Like I said, I don't know. But as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, we're both on the side of the Packers organization at this point because this this feels a lot like the Favre drama where this just say, stretches I'm, on forever. You just want it to end. I would say I'm, I'm not 100%. I'm like 70-30, 80-20 for the Packers. Yeah, I'm like I still 75, see Favre, 25. I still see Rodgers' point of view. I do, 100%. I just don't think it's going about the right way. Because Favre handled it better, and we know he's infamous for handling things incorrectly. Yeah, so, because he's an idiot. We already know that. He's done a lot of dumb stuff. Brady probably handled it the best. Manning handled it pretty good. He knew he was done in Indy. Two straight years of being injured, he knew he was done. Because he took out an ad in the paper. He said, thank you for all my years here, and then he left. It wasn't and, like this is national television, like where I'm just getting up there on ESPN and shouting it to the rooftops. LeBron. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. What happened? But, I mean, Brady did the same thing. Took out an ad in the New England paper. Thank you for all my time here. It's been nothing but great. Moved on, won a ring, and then when he's coming back, it's like, they're just a regular opponent. I got to handle my business. And I heard, y'all better boo him. That's all I want. I want boos. If they boo him, the fans are idiots. They'd be I've grateful. Seen, you I've see seen, that? You see how irrelevant we were before I've this seen, right I've here? Seen, I've seen fans talking about when he come back, he's an enemy, we're going to boo him. And I can't be mad at that. I can't. New England is fair weather fans. So is the Falcons. You know what happened when Vic came back? They cheered for Vic. I was like, are you a fucking idiot? This man already told you what he did not do here, and you still cheering for man. He gave Matt Ryan at minimum. That's that's the best case scenario. That's all we can get out of that. Yeah. But I'm glad I, they I didn't listen to me because I said Glenn Dorsey over Matt Ryan. I'm glad they didn't listen to me on that one. Oh, I was so off. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Glenn Dorsey and um, uh, the dude from Louisville. Matt Schaub? No, 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 no. no. Am I thinking Louisville? I don't know which quarterback you're trying to reference here. While Tony struggles with his memory, we're going to start wrapping I think up. It was, yeah, I don't remember. I remember it like tomorrow, so that's what I do. Yeah, but thank you again, folks, for coming by. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, Gag Sports Network on Facebook. We have all the latest and breaking news, broke the news of the Aaron Rodgers situation like as it was happening, so that was 
we were on top of that. We share a lot of the Olympics going on right now. We've got a lot of good coverage going on there. Be sure to check out anchor.fm slash geeks for all the audio-only content. We're over a 1,000 listens. Thank you, folks, for checking out. And be sure to like all the pages. Run your phone over the QR codes to take you to wherever you want to go. With that being said, Tony, is, is there something you would love to say? Thank you for listening to Grown-A Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown-A Geeks.